I want me some glory hope. Yeah. Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? Alright, alright. Woo, Bo Cephas, here we go. Well, buddy. In this business, you have to be willing to get ugly and get nasty. That's just the way it is. Uh, And that's exactly what we're doing this week. We love some of the most disgusting teams and lines out there this Sunday. It's gross. It's ugly. But sometimes that's what you need to do to break out of a slump. As a matter of fact, if our bets this week were women, I would walk up to them and say, Hey, what's up, girl? And my dang dang would literally yell up at me and say, bro, no, I I can literally (laughs) smell the STDs on her from down here. So fine, you cry, baby. I'll I'll put a fucking condom on, I guess. You know, just both of (laughs) us, you get chlamydia once a month for a year and you never hear the end of it. I swear to God. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, Welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio. We got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight. And right now, it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting cold beer hip choice of the week well thank you very much there sir tonight i am drinking a saint arnold's christmas ale from uh, saint arnold's Hmm. brewery in houston texas 
Very, very good Ooh, beer. Yeah. Three and a half out of five stars on the old beer app. And Longhorn, it starts to get me in that Christmas spirit. There's something about the spice and aroma of it that mm. reminds me of when you first put up that Christmas tree every year and the mistletoe. And it also reminds me of, uh, I believe it was your third wife, who if I were like to recall, she mm. liked to take a sprig of uh, mistletoe and check out the yuletide of your backside. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she liked you to call her Mrs. Claus while she did it, and you were wearing a reindeer harness, bells and all. And that's actually the Christmas card that she used to send to all of us, too. And, you know, I just <laughs> want to say that everybody here at FGH misses her dearly, and we hope that she's doing very, very well this holiday season. I mean, don't we miss them all? They're all just always in our hearts and in our minds. (laughs) Every last one of them. God bless every past whore, every single one. (laughs) All right, boys and girls, we're going to do the podcast. We're going to go over every NFL game in the air tonight, and we're going to give out free picks to get you paid, of course. But right now. We got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Benny's Tax Evaders. Yo, it's your Uncle Benny here to tell you about your fucking taxes there. Did you know that for every fucking dollar you make, it gets taxed by the fucking government there? How the fuck is that, huh? I mean, if some fucking slob owes you a couple of fuzzles you collect on Uncle Sam over there once it's fucking 30%, what the fuck? Forget about it. With Vinny's Tax Evaders, you ain't turning over a fucking dime to those cocksuckers. All you's gotta do is make sure everything you collect is in cash and nobody knows why it's about it, capiche? And if some jagoff tries to rat you out, you just call us and we make it like nothing ever happened. So keep those fucking white hats of washing out of your fucking pockets there with Vinny's Tax Evaders and maybe you do us a small favor in return, huh? Something like making sure a certain someone may not be a certain amount alive anymore, possibly. Salute! Jesus Christ, Longhorn, uh, that ad reminded me that it is Christmas season coming up, but it's also tax season coming up, and those mm. fucking thieves in the government are coming <laughs> for all of our goddamn money. And, uh, you know, I've used Vinny's service over the years. I have, you know, incurred a little bit of debt to them. Uh, it's not a monetary debt, as you heard the ad. It's more of a, you know, things you have to do for them type debt. And, you know, I'm not going to incriminate myself here on the podcast, but... uh I'll say it's worth it. I'll say it's worth it to keep those fucking crooked pieces of shit in Washington just a little bit mm. out of my fucking pocket. Yeah, that is, that just doesn't seem to happen. And maybe maybe Vinny can pay a little visit to the White House and do some auditing over there and see <laughs> see who's got their their hands in the wrong pockets. I mean, I don't know. Let me let me help you out, Vinny. Biden, China connection maybe just check check that out and see what you can find for us <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages <laughs> is happening right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight baby
All right, boys and girls, you know when you hear those bells, it's time to go over every NFL game in the air tonight. And just to preface for this, if you're missing the good, bad, and are you fucking kidding me? Yes, it was skipped on purpose because there was no real good or are you fucking kidding me. It was just all fucking bad. Uh, it was our worst week of the season. And the fact of the matter is, I didn't feel like fucking reliving it. So it's our goddamn podcast and we'll do what we like. We will say we were terrible. So it's not like we're lying about it. But still, we're going to move the fuck on. And we're going to start Longhorn up in Detroit with your Detroit Lions, holy shit, these people need a fucking win. Jesus Christ, 0-9-1. I didn't even think they were going to be this bad, but uh, they're seven-point home dogs to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, it was a shitty week last week. Let me uh, let me go ahead and eat, the, eat a little crow with you since, since that's what we had to do. You know, like, it was just shitty. It was the worst one of the year. Probably the worst one we've ever had, uh, to be honest with you. And uh, But, like I said in the open, that's that's... When you sign up for this business, you got it. It's just like the stock market. You got to roll with the bad, and uh, and wait for the good to bounce back up. And this week, I'm Let's telling go, you, Brandon, this, <laughs> this fucking week <laughs> is the bounce back week. I'm telling you, it's coming back. This it's ugly, and that's exactly. It. We're either gonna make a killing this week, and so is uh, Vegas, or all the fucking squares out there are gonna clean up, and um, you know. We know which way that usually goes. The, the giant casinos are not there for nothing. So, Minnesota, Detroit, seven point. Is it seven or is it ticked up? Is it, is it still at seven? Seven consensus. You can get Detroit seven and a half at <clears throat> our Westgate Superbook and at the, well, our Circa at seven and a half. So, mm, two of the sharpest books They're in being town generous. already fucking playing it up. Yeah, well, I love... Detroit here. Uh, getting that hook is even better. It's, I mean, we're in week 13, whatever whatever week we're in. Everybody knows the story now. This Detroit, the kneecappers, they keep fighting. They keep clawing. And they actually, even though they're, they haven't got a win yet, that's a reason to keep fighting, as, as weird as that sounds. they When they get that first win, I might be more inclined to fade in the rest of the year because that's when the quit will set in. But until they get that first win... And they're playing at home. That's a good time to to be on them. Uh, be on them. Now on the other side, Minnesota, they they're just not a team that can put anybody away. Let's let's just be honest. Every game they have comes down to the end, win or loss. Um, now they lost last week by more than a touchdown, which is rare. Um, so, but they just they just they can't put anybody away. It's, it's, it's their story of the season. You got extra rest for Detroit. They played on Thursday. Minnesota didn't play until. Um, Sunday, so and then the last game they played was close, you know, and I don't see any difference in these two teams flashing forward. So of course I'm on the seven and a half. Um, you know, I, I might even put Detroit on a money line in some sort of money line parlay. I mean, there, I got a weird feeling about this game. Both was I'm not hitting the sounder, of course. I would never do that, but I do have a weird feeling about this Detroit game because, like all year, we've been kind of like waiting. And expecting the fir- and people have been predicting predicting the first win, including me. There's been well, at least once I remember I predicted their first win. No one's predicting that here. No one's talking about it here in this spot. Which watch this this will be the one when no one's expecting it at home that they pull that first win over a Minnesota team who can be very underwhelming at times. So love Detroit and the points here. Yeah, Minnesota's one of those teams we have been even though they've been about. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. 
They've they've been more better than five hundred against the spread. We either betting on them or betting against them have been nailing them all season. We had them against Arizona uh, to cover that game. Hit that. We had them against Seattle in the next week. Uh, they hit that. Um, we went against them last week in uh, was a yeah San Francisco. Hit that. Uh, the Chargers game we went against them there. Hit that. I think we've just been nailing it. Well, uh, the Green Bay game. I mean, we, we've just been all over them mm. all year long. Yeah. They've been one of our money makers, and so I think we got a pretty good beat on this team. And like you said, Detroit. This is this is the time. They're the most dangerous that they're going to be all season. I think if we get another three, four weeks down the road, if they still haven't won a game, uh, that danger is not like it starts to slip for me because at that point. You know, maybe to get a win is still worth fighting for, but is it? I mean, you're going to have some veteran guys that are probably not going to be that inclined to do it. But right now, in this part of the season, I think they're they're at their most dangerous. And, you know, Minnesota, they're going to be coming in with max motivation too. So I think max motivation on both sides. But the bottom line is, by the numbers, Minnesota's just not seven points better on the road than Detroit, period. So I like Detroit yep. here. The numbers like Detroit here. So I'm with you on that one. All right. All right, moving on. Those Chicago Bears. They're hosting the, I don't even know, man. The midget, he's, has he left the circus? Did he, did he, did he get know. a legit job now? Like, I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. It's down to seven and a half Arizona road favorites in Chicago. So, I mean, is, what is the latest? Is he playing or, as far as, as, far as I know, it's, he it's is. What? As far as I know, he's expected to play, but the line okay. keeps trending down, so I don't know. If it keeps trending down, then it, yeah, I mean, it's got to be. Bottom line is, I, I'm on Chicago here. You know, you're going to have – it's going to be cold as fuck. The weather's going to be a factor. They're a, they're a fast-track team. Murray, if – you know, we we're, we're are expecting to play, but he's going to be rusty. Like, every, t- every quarterback that's came back from missed time this year has been rusty. This is just a, you know – Along the same lines of the Detroit, I'll be on Chicago. I'll probably sprinkle a little on the money line as well. It's just, I got, this is going to be the theme of the week, guys. This is, NFL is fucking crazy. We've been seeing it for the last five or six weeks. Weird shit's happening. So a lot of these home, nasty, disgusting big dogs, I'm going to be all over them, both on the points and on the money line. So yeah, Chicago for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't have much more to say on this game other than the fact that I think Dalton is starting again. So, to me, that gives more stability to this offense, less variance uh, with the rookie field starting. So, I like that in this game. You're going to need some stability. You're going to need some stable offense. If Kyler does play, like you said, he, he probably will be a little bit rusty. So, Chicago's got an opportunity. If if Chicago can be winning at the half, even if it's like, like a 10-7 ugliness, I think that sets them up for pretty good success in the second half. Let's go ahead and cover this number. However, if that is a score at halftime, I probably will be in-game betting Arizona in the second half. Mm. Just something I'll be looking forward to on that. All right, moving on. Going mm-hmm. to Hotlanta, where those Falcons are hosting the top of Brady. Buccaneers somehow came back and beat us last week in Indy, even though they were dead in the water. Not only did they come back, they fucking covered the number and won the fucking game. Anyway, they're 11-point road favorites. 
Yeah, congratulations to all you assholes that had the wrong side and Leonard Fournette got the win for you. So, congratulations to all you people. So, are you kidding me? You already know I'm on Atlanta here. This is a this is a no brainer once again. This week feels too easy, but see, it scares the fuck out of me. We're either gonna, we're either going to make a fortune or we're going to get our teeth kicked in. Uh, but you know, Tampa Bay got their first road cover of the year last week with Leonard Fournette running in a fucking. <laughs> Last minute, last second touchdown that he probably should have sat down and kicked the field goal. But um, and it, so, so basically, their first cover all year on the road took a miracle. Way too many points to lay here uh, for a bad team, bad ATS team on the road. So I'm not even going to think twice. It's ugly as fuck. It's disgusting. Just like the previous two games we talked about it. But I'm all over Atlanta plus 10 and a half at home, if that's what it's still at. No, it's 11 now. Okay, it's up to 11. Even better. Even better. Yeah, there, there's a lot of public money coming in on this, and we had we actually had Tampa Bay in the first game ATS at home versus Atlanta Falcons team, and quite frankly, I mean they covered it, but we got a little fortune in that. That game was a three point game going in the fourth quarter. We were laying 13, and we ended up covering uh, because it was a complete collapse by Atlanta in the fourth quarter, which an Atlanta collapse at Tom Brady in the fourth quarter, not breaking news. Or any new trend setting there. But, like you said, this is too many points. Atlanta's proven themselves to be not a good football team. Like we figured, Tampa Bay's proven themselves to be a better than average team. But not quite as good as we thought they would. They've had a lot of injuries um, throughout the year. They're starting to get a little bit more healthy. However, they're still struggling a little bit more on defense than we thought that they would. And their offense, quite frankly, is just not as prolific as we thought that it probably would be with the second year Tom Brady clicking with everybody. Antonio Brown is handing out fake Vax cards somewhere in Tampa Bay, <laughs> and he got busted for that. So he's out for three mm. games. And that dude to me, like him, we discussed it last week. That was my only caveat to our indie play. The only devil's advocate offer was because Gronk was back. And you saw in that game when Tampa Bay started to come back, it was the Gronk and Brady show. I mean, they did what they do. You know, that dude does make that offense go. But, you know, Brown is the X factor as well as far as, like, getting, I'll say, separation from margin. Gronk's a big factor for them winning football games. I think Brown is kind of more of, like, icing on cake. That's when they kind of really just boat race people. He hasn't been there. He's not there this time. Like you said, they're not good against the spread on the road. Atlanta, you know, it's begrudging, but... The number's too big, and you, you just have to bet these nasty dogs. You have to, because if you don't, if you continue to lay these double digits, you're going to lose, you know, more times than you win overall, and that's we're not in the business of doing that. So, mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Kansas City. They're hosting the Denver Broncos. Wanted some money last week. Thanks, Denver. Hope they do it again this week. Uh, they're plus nine and a half at Kansas City. Yeah, this one, this one is actually a conflicting one for me. I uh, I do have a lean to Denver and those points. Um, you got Teddy Two Gloves is money, 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 money as the dog. Uh, but the conflict, conflicting thing is is Andy Reid off a of buy. So um, you know when it, when it comes down to like a you know. 50-50 toss-up to me. I'm always going to lean to the point, so I will definitely lean to Denver. I know that, that weather's going to be a factor in this game. There could be possibly, possibly be snow. That has to favor the, the running team in Denver. So, you know, 
Push come to shove. I'm on Denver plus the plus the huge points. Uh, what do the computers say on this one? Yeah, uh, the computers love Denver here. I love Denver here. A little bit of backtracking. So Arizona, looking at our before buy after buy trends. Arizona road favorite after a buy, forty nine percent since two thousand fourteen. So that buy favors us. In Chicago, so anything if I missed anything else? Nope, not so far. All right, so in this game, we've got Kansas City, home favorites after a bye. Surprisingly, since 2014, 47% against the spread. So you think they'd come out rested, come out home, come out firing. For some reason, whatever it is, I don't know. They don't. Now, here's where I really love Denver, though. Denver is covered against the New York football giants. We're 24th and second level ranked yards defensively. Jacksonville, who's sixth, that's the outlier. The Jets, 28th. Washington, Dallas, 22nd. And the Chargers, 25th. Well, Kansas City's 27th, right? And I said on the podcast on Dallas week, I like Denver to actually win that game. And they did win that game. Because the key to Denver is to get that stretch running game on your second level, and teams who suck at stopping that or can't score the ball, that's the outlier for Jacksonville, they don't cover against Denver. Denver will play ball control. Vic Vangio, this is a weird thing, but he has been his best against offenses, up against the best offenses this year. He's actually been very bad against some of the worst offenses because I personally think he is leading the pack on how to play these modern prolific passing offenses and has actually put a blueprint out there on how to stop some of these guys. But he does struggle against the old school offenses that love to run the ball. Philly and Baltimore are his worst two losses of the year. What do they do? They run the football. Well, if Kansas City is not patient with their running game and their short passes, Denver's going to use the same game plan defensively as they did against Dallas, basically the same offense that Kansas City runs. And, you know, they're going to be able to hold Kansas City in check. And like you said, Teddy Two Gloves is awesome as a dog. And, again, when they get that stretch running game going, the play action going, that makes him even better. Kansas City might be in trouble here. I think they win the game. But, man, I think this is going to be a real old-school NFC West division battle in December. So, I love Denver here. Yeah. All right. Good. All right, moving on. We're going to go to Houston. Those oh. Houston with an H, Texans. Mm-mm-mm. They're hosting those choking ass, bitch, fucking pieces of shit Indianapolis Colts. But they're 10 point home dogs. Yeah, it was a rough one. That was a rough one. And this is another ugly as fuck, have to take it, divisional matchup, huge home dog. Of course, I'm on Houston here. Um, you know, Indy, Indy, of course, had that soul-crushing loss last week to Tampa. Soul-crushing for them. Soul-crushing for a lot of us. Um, this is a lick-your-wound spot against a team that they know they can beat with little effort. And as we've seen in the NFL over the last five or six weeks, that's getting teams beat <laughs> against way lesser competition. Um, so, I love Houston here in the points. And again... Theme of the week, I will sprinkle on the money line, just in case. Yeah, the numbers are with you. Uh, the 
the, the before the buy road favorites since 2014 are 50-50 against the spread, so it's a coin flip there. So not hurting us there. Again, the numbers are with you. And the fact of the matter is, Indy is just not a team that gains margin on people. That's not even their game plan. Their game plan is run the ball, play decent defense, and hope to God Carson Wentz doesn't fuck them square in the ass. Which he looked like an MVP through about, I don't know, two and a half quarters, and then he had a sack fumble, as he's fucking prone to do because he holds the goddamn ball too long and forgets that he can actually move because, I don't know, he's six foot four, 240, and runs pretty well. I guess he just, he just totally forgot about that part of his game. But anyway, uh, I just think that at this point, Houston knows what they are, and Indy knows what they are, and I think these two game plans together... 10 points is just way too much at this point. Tyrod Taylor makes yeah. just enough plays to make Houston interesting. Uh, I don't Sometimes, see any yeah. way that Houston wins this game, but I, I, I do but think they could. Nobody ever go. sees nobody ever sees how these shitty teams win like that. Yeah, like yeah, That's I don't see how they do true, either. Sir. That's not true. We we what? have called. We have called yeah. Houston's yeah. first win. We call Jacksonville's yes. first one of the season. So don't tell me yes. we don't see. We do see. I'm saying I don't in see general, an avenue of them like, winning this game. It's hard to see. Well, it if we get some left-handed pick sixes, if we get some left-handed pick sixes from Wentz, then I like our chances. <laughs> you know, I don't have an official stat on that, but I'm pretty sure that anytime you get a left-handed yeah. pick six from a right-handed 100%. quarterback. 100%. You might be undefeated against the spread, but I don't have the data to back that up. I don't. Please don't retweet that trend like it's gospel. Mm. I don't know that for sure, but I feel good yeah. about it. Uh, kind of like I felt good about tweeting out earlier today that you know once the Cowboys scored their first touchdown, that was good enough because Mormons don't believe in comebacks. And again, mm. I have no theological evidence to back that up. However, I feel like it's you know right. And on Twitter. If you feel like something's right, you can just fucking tweet it because that's, you know, 95% of what that bullshit is anyway. All right, moving on. What's up, Joe? We're going to two. What's up, Joseph Smith? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right, moving on to the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. They're hosting those goddamn dirty Philadelphia Eagles. And they're six and a half point home dogs. Yep, and it's also Hello Corner TV game. This one's disgusting. <laughs> it's gross. I don't know who's starting at quarterback. I think it's Hurts. Could be Minshew. Honestly, I don't really give a shit. Um, I, I've got nothing other in this game. Nothing in this game other than the fact that you got the seesaw seesaw factor. Philadelphia losing in this building, by the way, in the same building they're playing in again to the Giants last week. Um, so they're looking for a bounce back. And the Jets, somehow, I don't know how, they won a game with their quarterback playing absolute like, dog shit. Um, so if the Jets could ever be riding high, I guess it's now. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to lean on Philly here. I think, I think they get back to what they do and what makes them successful. And they kind of just take it to the Jets here. So, I gotta lean to Philly. Not not a hard lean, but that's that's where I would go. Well, sir, you poo pooed the Jets last week. You went against the numbers. You were fucking well, wrong. I, I wanted them to and win. You know what? You're gonna be wrong again. Would. You're gonna be you're gonna be wrong again. I don't think the Jets are gonna win this week. 
It's it's funny because we have under tickets on both these teams, but I, at this point I've given up on the Philadelphia under. So actually, I'd rather Philly just go win the game. Yeah, we need. So Philly I kind of hope here. you're right. Yeah, I kind of hope you're right, but man, I'm actually scared if my boy the mustache plays because then they might actually you know play real <laughs> offense. But if Philadelphia just decides to come out and try to throw the ball with Hurts like they did against the Giants, which was fucking dumbfounding, but they did it anyway. Uh, yeah, the Jets could absolutely win this game, and. Hopefully they don't, you know, do that for our undertaking. But, you know, if we're going to be on the Jets, hopefully they do. Because the bottom line is, we said it uh, last week or the week before, you know, once Philadelphia started, once they flipped from 60% passing to 60% running, they started winning games and they didn't really lose. And then after whatever reason, all that success, their coach is like, hey, we're winning too many fucking football games around here. Let's fucking just start throwing the ball like we got fucking Tom Brady back here. And can you... The people in Philly lost their mind. Yeah, that was fucking... If you you haven't tuned in to Philadelphia Radio on a Monday after they lose, do yourself a favor, boys and girls. It is the best comical... I mean, it's like fucking a cartoon playing out on air it's so fucking stereotypical <laughs> it's so fucking over the top ridiculous oh it's just the fucking best yep. but anyway um let's see let's see if zach wilson can build on a win i mean i know he didn't play good let's see if he can build on a win uh, no philadelphia's just not good enough to be fucking laying six and a half points on the road to anybody they're just not they're just not mm-hmm. but anyway mm-hmm. we'll see all right, moving on. Those cents and that. Oh, wait. Sorry. One more thing on that. Flip-flop trend. Flip-flop trend is at 70% of the year. Teams that covered the week before teams versus teams that did not. Uh, the Jets did cover Philadelphia. did not, so that trend is in your favor. So to play devil's advocate to my own point, right. Philly is the like 70% that. trend winner on that one. All right, moving on. I like it. Those Cincinnati Bengals. Your Cincinnati Bengals. No, those aren't. No, they're not your bank. Never mind. Yeah, stop you don't giving get credit me teams. For them. There are too many. I've given you so many. I fucking I, yeah. I lose count myself. Anyway, too many. They're minus three versus your L.A. Chargers. Huh. Super Chargers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are fading faster mm. than me at two thirty in the morning at the bar when you know it's down to me and the last two fucking pterodactyl looking chicks and I'm fading fucking hard and one of them's about to scoop me up. Yeah. <laughs> They're three-point road dogs. Yeah. And of course, whichever one you don't take, I'll take whatever's up to it. Right? <laughs> so, this... <laughs> Look, I hate this. I hate this game so much. I hate it with a passion. Uh, I actually did a midweek dive into the Chargers because, you know, obviously that was my uh, little darling preseason pick. And it's just not going well. They are not the team that I thought they would be. And it's digging into the numbers, well. it, it's very much not going well. And I found what the problem is, and it's the trenches, um, kind of. So they basically have three Pro Bowl slash All Pro offensive linemen. Their only problem is that the right guard and the right tackle literally should not be in the NFL. So it's a real weird thing going on with the center to left tackle are awesome and the right guard, right tackle are a sieve. 
on the so that needs to be addressed in the offseason and going into next year. Now the other side of the ball, they literally have Joey Bosa on the defensive line and three dudes that should not be in the NFL. That's a problem. That's why they're dead last against the run, along with the coaches, you know, kind of um invite the run defensive mindset that he has and that that new age philosophy so it's bottom line they got a lot of trench spots to fill going in next year before they can be true contenders so i've completely given up that you won't hear me you know pimp out the chargers anymore that 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 is done however in this spot this it's the bounce back spot theory for me this is a situational spot chargers coming off a loss since he coming off a huge win that's the best I got. And you're getting over a field goal. That, that's all I got. Computers, give me some help. No, they're split on this one. Um, but you do have the cover-not-cover cover trend, the 70% uh, supporting your bounce-back theory there. So that's about all I got for you on that one. Uh, I hope yep. to God that Cincinnati wins. They've already beat us. They're our first official loss on Ooh, our over-unders. That. God. Man, that... If we had to put any money on any one of them to beat us, that would not have been the first pick. I promise you that. Uh, no. But we still have our undertaking on the Chargers, and that looks pretty healthy, and it's going to look way more healthy if they go up there and lose this game. So go yeah, Joe man. Burrow. Need them. All right, moving on to my hammer. Well, those Dolphins. Man, they were dominant last week against Cam I Am. I'm back oh, to, the bench, to the bench, Newton. Yeah. And uh, they're hosting those New York football giants. Won us some money last week, and uh, they're four-point road dogs. Yeah, and I'm just going to stick with the handicap that I wrote a couple days ago. I know there's been some injury nonsense going on with, with Daniel Jones and his neck, but I'll just stick with it because it looks like he is playing – I, I like the Giants here. Um, you know, you got Danny Dimes on the road. That has been his sweet spot, catching points as a dog. You got a low total. You're getting over the field goal. I think you said it's up to four now. Um, you know, the, new, the, the Giants, they are they get pressure with their front four, and they, and they flood the zones with that defense, with the back seven. Um, with what they got going. So th- this is kind of like that perfect little matchup to to face Tua and to end what he's got going on with his little um, recent – and he's been playing well. I'm not I'm not going to poo-poo on Tua. He's been playing fantastic over the last three games or however long it's been. Um, but because he's been playing fantastic, the, the public is all over Miami here. They are all over them. They're the hottest team going. And that's, you know, that's kind of when you get some value on the other side – um, so I don't think that Miami will be able to take advantage of the one major New York giant weakness, and that's the offensive line. I don't think that Miami has the, uh, the guys up front to really expose them like, like other teams have. So I think that the giants will be able to hang around in this game, you know, with their defensive scheme going up against Tua and Miami's lack of true dominant defensive line trenches. Not being able to take advantage of the the Giants' major weakness, which is O line, I think they hang around here. I think I think they could it could be you know a three point game either way with a shot for both teams to win at the end. So I'm on the Giants. 
Yeah, I like that. I like Miami to win this game by three. Um, you can actually yeah. get it to four and a half at FanDuel, even though they're only charging the nickel for it. So they're trying to they're actually trying to get some more money on that. So we'll see if this line ticks up. Um, and it's all going to depend on the Daniel Jones thing. But honestly, you know, Daniel Jones, Mike Lennon, Daniel Jones is a better player, but, you know, the bottom line to me on this and the devil's advocate I'll give is it's not to, which Tua and Jimmy G for people who have not been paying attention over the last month of the season are the best two quarterbacks in football. Sorry to tell you, mm. but that's just what the numbers say. Uh, if he continues to play like that, you know, I, even with him playing like that, they've been in some close ball games, but the biggest difference to me has been our boy uh, Flores getting his defense to finally play at the level that we thought they would play coming into the season. That's been the biggest jump in this Miami team and why they've risen up our power rankings and not not coincidentally won football games. So if their defense can continue to play at that level, the Giants are going to have a very hard time scoring the ball no matter who is the quarterback. That's my devil's advocate on this one, but I do lean with you. The numbers are with you to the Giants, so let's go G-Men. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to our Las Vegas Raiders. They are hosting the stupid football team. And somehow just they won't die, and uh, they're two-point road dogs. No, I love those skins of red, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't claim Vegas. <laughs> I do not like them. They they like to they like to crash into people and kill people. So I like those skins of red. Hey, this game here, though. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh. Too soon? He hasn't hey, even had his... hey. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's just say Raider. Let's not say Raiders. That's not, you know. We don't speak in heart per- we don't speak in hyperboles on this podcast, sir. We're fact. He allegedly Ra- killed somebody. Raider. Raider. And and Gruden Gruden allegedly said something racist. Is that better? No, I I I read that a car killed that lady. I don't know. That's what I yeah, mean. a car killed a lady. Yes, and and a and, and a car. email and an email sent a racist. Email. No, no, no. That's, a white a white guy oh. wrote the email. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. You got to follow the news, sir. Follow. I can't news. look. Pay I gotta, pay attention. I'm sorry. Let's get back to football. Hey, this <laughs> game feels like a trap. I don't. I I like Washington. Obviously, I said I like the skins of red here. It just feels. Trappy, I know you've been good at spotting these little trap spots uh, each week. This one feels like it to me. Um, feels like they want you to take Vegas under that field goal at home. They're kind of like just dangling it out there. So, you know, both teams are coming off big wins, so there's really no situational edge. Uh, you know, matchup-wise, there's, you know, we – Actually, I'll let you tell me what you got on power rankings as far as these two teams. Um, but motivationally, I've got to lean to Washington because they actually have the clearer path in the division to win um, this division. So I really lean to Washington in almost every way, but it does smell fishy. It smells fishy. Um, now, power ranking-wise, what do you, what do the numbers say over there? So the numbers overall are split, but Power Rangers do have Vegas covering this spread. Uh, they're just a better football team than Washington is overall. Uh, 
I mean, it, a fit, they're so much more efficient on offense than Washington is. It's kind of crazy. And Washington's defense has gotten better. And, it, I mean, Vegas' defense is nothing to write home about. So, I don't think there's a huge advantage to either side of the ball in that. It's just the Raiders <laughs> score points. Every point, if you've watched any of the football team's games this year, every point is such a fucking chore. Like, it is such a goddamn chore to watch Gibson go to the left for four and then watch him go to the right for three and then fucking Heineken fucking throw a pass over the middle for five and it's just rinse, wash, and fucking repeat. And they either do that all the way up and down the field and maybe Scary Terry makes a big play about twice a game or maybe Heineken throws a pick. You know, it's it's just so fu- – it's such a fucking whipping to watch them play uh, offense. That's really where the advantage is for Las Vegas. Again, but both defenses can be had, so I think Washington is going to have some success here scoring the football. This might be one of their better games, actually. In fact, it's one of the highest totals they've been in all year. It's 49 and a half. So, and that's that, – it opened at 48. So, that has ticked up. Vegas has actually ticked down. I see it at one and a half at some places, so – you're looking at, you know, totals going up, home favorite going down. So the market definitely agrees with you. Our power rankings don't. Our power rankings went 7-5 and five last week. Uh, total, all games that, that were gradable. So power rankings are getting sharper and sharper. Uh, they're winning more than they're losing every single week at this time of the year. So we'll see. I, I think this is a true coin flip. I think the football team could go beat them. I think Vegas will be it. I don't think it's going to be very decided either way, but we'll see. But like I said, I, th- I think both teams are going to score some points, and if you tell me that Washington's going to score some points, I'll give them a chance to win the game. Yeah. All right. All right, moving on. Those Pittsburgh Steelers. Woo! Was that a fucking stinker or what last week? <laughs> Versus Cincinnati. Oh, oh Jesus. Um. I don't remember a worse loss, honestly, in the Tomlin era. When Big Ben played, I mean, mm-hmm. there were some games with Duck, the Duck Dodger Hodges out there or whatever, or even fucking Mason Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That got ugly, but with mm-hmm. Big Ben out there, man, that was about as bad as it I've ever seen. But anyway, they're at home. They're mm-hmm. home dogs versus those Baltimore Ravens. That's right. Everything you're saying. And everything you're saying is pointing me right back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I love the fact that that's the worst loss we can remember in Pittsburgh's recent history. So, absolutely, I'm back on Pittsburgh here at home catching all those points. I know everyone's going to hate it, and that's you know that's exactly why I'm on it. I told you, the theme of the week, it's fucking disgusting. It's gross. Um, these, these, these are historically big-time rivals that always, seemingly always play close games uh, and the fact that Pittsburgh's coming off that embarrassment huge loss to the Bengals they're a, this is a proud franchise that is a that's a fantastic coach that knows how to rally the troops in spots just like this so absolutely I'm on Pittsburgh here oh I want to hit the sounder so bad I don't want to hit the sounder so fucking bad you know what hit it fuck it hit it hit the sounder here I think Pittsburgh wins this game you know Lamar's I don't know what's going on with Lamar whatever you know whatever <laughs> maybe he's hanging out with the same chicks I am I don't know but whatever disease that dude's got like he is <laughs> he does not look right at all that dude when I see him play like Lamar that, that we've seen in the past, then I'll believe it. If not, you got the huge bounce back. Pittsburgh at home. 
rally the troops. I think Pittsburgh wins this game. What do you got? Man, I love the sounder on this one. All right, so you've got the flip-flop factor. Baltimore covering, Pittsburgh not, 70% going with us. You got the numbers. All algorithms agree. It is Pittsburgh here in this game. Now, here's what I got. Pittsburgh has been a very mediocre team, as the record suggests, and in our power rankings. However, they are 4-2 ATS this year as a dog. They've been dogs in six games. 4-2. Their only Mm -hmm. losses are to Green Bay and Cincinnati as a dog against the spread, and they're both on the road. They're 1-0 as home dogs. And in fact, Longhorn... Since 2010, so over a decade of data, Pittsburgh is the number one ATS team in the NFL as a home dog. They are 12-3-2. That's 80% covering, and they cover those spreads by an average margin of over six points in those games. Nobody, nobody, like you said, does better in these situations than Pittsburgh and Coach Mike Tomlin, that big fat ass, Big Ben, Pittsburgh has covered as a dog against Buffalo, Cleveland, Denver, and the Chargers, who are combined 14th ranked DVOA DVOA passing. Baltimore's 20th. Their worst loss of the season and their only double-digit loss to a team not named the Cincinnati Bengals was to Green Bay, who are 6th in the league in passing DVOA. So in other words, if you can pass the ball really well, this Pittsburgh team's in trouble. If you can't, you're in trouble. I think Pittsburgh wins this game as well. Lamar has not played well all year. And I'll say this about Lamar, and he's actually become, we had our doubts, there's no doubt about him actually, his longevity of being a quarterback or even being a quarterback at all to start his career. He's proved us both wrong, uh, and we have grown to love this kid through his work ethic, you know, his off-the-field presence, Mm -hmm. his on-the-field presence, everything about him. Love the kid. Yeah. But... I will say this. He has got to be the cleanest living player other than Tom Brady off the field. Like, whatever church he goes to, whatever prayers he says on some, I need to fucking find out because I got to get some of that clean living because, man, this dude, and again, luck is all about, you know, opportunity when it meets, when preparation meets opportunity, that's luck, right? If you're prepared, you get the opportunity, good things happen for you. If you're not, bad things happen for you. But for some people on this planet, opportunity finds them more than other people for good things to happen. And they're prepared to take advantage of what Lamar has been. But like Brady with the tuck rule, he was prepared to take advantage for it. Tony Romo never got a fucking tuck rule, right? He got a drop snap in Seattle. He never got that fucking, like some guys just are stark. They never get that moment or moments, many, many, many moments. And Lamar, just like Brady, has gotten many, 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 many moments <laughs> where his preparation could take advantage of an opportunity, even in the same game. He threw four goddamn interceptions last week. Four. And not only did he win, he covered the spread with four fucking interceptions. Like this kid, what? like I said, whatever he's doing off the field, kudos to him. Holy shit, is he fucking clean living. But uh, I think that that luck runs out a little bit this week. I think Pittsburgh is embarrassed. They are proud. Their quarterback does weigh 350 pounds, but somehow, some way, they find a way in this game. 
And he ain't he ain't living too clean if he's hanging out with the, the women I am. Let's, let's just put it that way. <laughs> it ain't that clean. Jesus love the whores. <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving on. Oh, my God. This is close to Christmas, too, and I would do that. Anyway, uh, the Rams are hosting my Jacksonville Jaguars. God damn it. Mm. They are 13-point home favorites. Yeah, well, I mean, shocker, I like the home team catching a huge fucking number. I don't know what's wrong with this Rams team. You know, we kind of know what's wrong with the quarterback. He apparently is a walking mash unit Whoa, along said, with, you know. Hang on. The Rams are home. Did I say it wrong? Oh, sorry. No, I got it written down right. It, it was me. It was me. It doesn't matter. Huge number. I, I like it. You know, we don't know what's... Stafford is is kind of like in that Baker, and um, there's one other quarterback that we know is playing really banged up, and Big Ben doesn't count because he's always fucking hurt. There's, there's another quarterback that's playing really banged up. They're all in this mold of, like, they're playing, but they probably oh, shouldn't awesome. be... Yeah, Russ, there you go, Russell. They're playing, but they shouldn't be. They're hurting their team. Okay, so like uh, 13 points? You expect me to take a team that has a quarterback that shouldn't shouldn't be playing and laying that kind of a number? Now, it's it's a little scary. You, know, you could probably make this a danger, danger zone game of the week if you wanted to uh, because they are due. They're kind of due for that, um, hey, we're still good and we're just going to fucking – you know, lay our dicks on the table here and win by 30. So that part's a little scary. Um, but, you know, with that said, I I got to take the points here. Um, the defense for Jacksonville, even though they're a terrible team, they had, they've shown a little, a little effort, a little signs of somewhat improvement. So, um, you know, last week I hated Jacksonville when they played Atlanta because the line was so fucking low. That is not their space. But back here in these huge-ass numbers, these huge spreads, that's back in their comfort zone, so I'm on Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville, you know, one of the things that they do better than average is stop the run. Um, they're, they're better than average DVOA. Against the rush and the Rams' offense is predicated off the run. They've been struggling to run the ball. I think that's part of the reason why Stafford's come back to the fold a little bit, which is so funny, too, because I think it was you and I were talking about that. Like when they were 7 and 1 or wherever it was through eight games, his num like Stafford's numbers were identical to Goff's when the year that they went to the Super Bowl with Goff. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was within, you know, 20, 30 yards, tenths of points on, you know, advanced analytic rate. Like, they were the exact same quarterback because the league hadn't seen what McVay was going to do with Goff yet, and they took him by storm. Kind of the same thing, that the league hadn't seen what McVay was going to do with, you know, a dude that could throw the ball better than Goff. I think his injury plus everybody kind of catching up when they're like, okay, it's pretty much the same except these couple of wrinkles. And the we talked about it, man. The Robert Woods injury is a real mm-hmm. thing with that offense because he creates such a dynamic that nobody's going to replace. And the one guy they did have in years past that did fill in that role, uh, Josh Reynolds, 
former Aggie great, he's not on the team anymore. So you've lost even that guy that, that was a similar, not, not as good as Robert Woods, but a similar right type of receiver. Now you're trying to replace him with Odell, and I know Odell finally scored a touchdown last week or whatever, but they were dominated in that game. I mean, from the jump, that game, that game wasn't even as close as the final score, and the final score wasn't even close. So that, for them to be laying 13, and I, and I know Jacksonville sucks. I know, I know I love the quarterback, and, you know, but we do have an undertaking on them that's looking really good, too. They're not going to go win this game. Again, no. this, this is one of those, like, there's been some, some, like I said, sometimes we see these dogs, you know, giving real fits. There is no there is no matchup I can give you. There's no advanced analytic I can give you. There's nothing I can give you that Jacksonville has an edge in this game at all. Not coaching, not players, not any type of personnel, not any kind of mat, nothing. The only thing is Jacksonville is better than average against the run. If they can limit the Rams running the ball, put the ball in Stafford's hands, who's obviously hurt, that's their yeah, path that, to covering this game. That is That's it right there. That's, you, you know, hurt quarterbacks have, have proven all year long they're they're burning people. Like, they should not be out there. They shouldn't be. And quarterback play overall in the league is down. Uh, you and I talked about that earlier this week. Uh, I don't think I tweeted it out, but I know you and I had discussions about it. Uh, Justin Herbert, your boy, is leading the league in QBR at like a 65.6 or whatever it is. That rating mm-hmm. would not be in the top 50. 2006 was the first year they started that ESPN started the QBR stat. It wouldn't be in the top 50 individual seasons. since through the, That's only 14 years and counting, so 15 this year. Not top 50. That's how bad the quarterback play has been overall this year in the NFL I think it's leading to this huge flip-flop. I think it's leading to, I mean, every team in the every team in the NFC is within one game of getting in the playoffs except Detroit. They're the only team. Your Detroit Lions, the only team. <laughs> They're out of the playoff picture. Like uh-huh. that's not that shouldn't be possible. Uh, Thirteen uh, weeks into the season, are so, you sure? The, are you sure they're mathematically um, yeah. eliminated? Uh, well, I'll they're oh nine and one. And there's seven games left. Yes. Yes, I'm sure. They're a second half of the season team. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, good. they're just going to hit their stride with this win this week against Minnesota. All right. Oh, Kirk Cousins better hope he doesn't lose to them. Jesus Christ. Although, I will say the first <laughs> – I, I think – if my memory serves me correctly, the first time they did play, Minnesota won that game 19-17 to at home. They beat yeah, them by it was two close. points. Yeah, very yeah. close. Now they're laying 10 on I, the road. I'm going to retroactively so. I'm going to retroactively Don't. hit the sounder. Don't. On, Don't oh. do that. I mean, I, I, nah, I go ahead. I, do I, it. I, yeah. <laughs> I do it. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Those Seattle Seahawks. They are at home. Yeah. Their host, the San Francisco. Man, they were a treat last week, especially for me mm-hmm. in the Survivor League. Uh, and they're catching three and a half points as a home dog. Yeah, this is a simple one. I'm done with these quarterbacks that are they're playing that shouldn't. So, I, just like Lamar. Just like Stafford, just like Baker, I'm not betting on these quarterbacks who are not right. 
So this is this is a San Francisco or nothing for me. Until I see Russell not miss a wide open player in the flat, like you don't see that. That dude has uh, he can still hit the you know he can still drop it in the bucket 30, 40, 50 yards downfield. That's fine, but there's something wrong with that finger. He should not be out there. So force lean to, to San Francisco just based on Russell's finger. Yeah, the numbers are split on this game, but I will say this: he is he is not dropping it like he is not doing the moon ball to Tyler Lockett, which tells you his finger's not healthy. What you've seen him do is throw the ball in a line with velocity. He can still do yeah. that, but his touch on that moon ball—they haven't even tried that. Since. Not one play have they tried that since. But he's thrown deep balls on a line. He's thrown you know phase DK Metcalf. He's done that. He has not done that patented, I'm going to throw it 75 yards in the fucking air ball to Tyler Lockett one time because I don't think he can simply do it. And without that, without that factor in their offense and the fact they cannot run the fucking ball to save their goddamn lives. And San Francisco, again, best quarterback in the NFL last month, Jimmy G. For all you Jimmy G haters out there, and I know he can be up and down. I'm not trying to defend him too hard, but I've always liked him. I always thought he's, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, I like Jimmy G like you like Kirk Cousins, and we both think they've gotten unfairly criticized at times, but we're both willing to admit they've sucked shit at times too. So, but right now Jimmy G's on a hot streak. They are the same fucking dude for sure. One got drafted in the second round, one fourth round. Either way, same dude. But San Francisco's defense, much like I like Miami's defense right now, is riding high. They're playing well. They're playing the way we thought they would be. All season, so I'd have to lean with you there, which is insane. That you know, if you think about priors, that we'd be willing to oh. lay three and a half points going into Seattle. Like never, nobody does never. that. Nobody does. Yeah, that. And, and speaking of fingers, speaking of Russell's finger, he's going to give the finger to Seattle in the off season. He's going to be going to. <laughs> like, he's going to be probably playing for the Giants or Miami Dolphins next year. So look forward to that. Why would he go from Seattle to the John? Like, that's the dumbest shit ever. He wants out of there, and he's got his superstar uh, wife that, you know, they can't be, they can't be stuck up I in don't a... Know one, I don't know one goddamn song that she sings. Not one. Not oh, one. well, you know I don't, but I'm just telling you what other people fucking <laughs> say. <laughs> I think she's a singer. Hell, I, that's what I've heard. I've never even heard of know. her or one song. What? I don't know. And I listen to hip hop, so I have no fucking clue what she does. There's been rumors of him and her kind of wanting to work their way out of that north northwest corner of the of the country that nobody nobody really pays attention to for a while. Yeah, so it's I a shithole. I understand that, but why would you go to a fucking incompetent organization like the Giants with Joe fucking Judge and that moron they have at their fucking GM? Like, they're just god awful. They're just god awful. The Miami well, thing they did win. Sense. We love they Flores. did win two Super Bowls with Eli fucking Manning. So, well, they also had Tom Coughlin back then and a really good fucking GM. But those days are fucking over. I, the Miami thing, mm-hmm. I get for sure. I'd be at, I'd be in South Beach in a fucking second. I'm sure she looks great in a bathing suit. So why wouldn't they do that? Yeah. Who can get there faster, I, him or Watson? I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, Watson might have some trouble crossing some state lines right about now. Some charges that might be. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Mm. Whoops. 
It's a long way from Houston to the fucking beach, baby. A long fucking way. All right. We're going to move on to the Monday Night Football game. Those Buffalo Bills. Boy, they better circle those goddamn wagons like that fucking creep uh, Berman always says they do because they're two and a half point on favorites. But, man, they are playing the hottest team in the NFL. Those goddamn New England Patriots. All right, so then this game, normally I would be all over New England. It's kind of where everything that I believe in is pointing me. You've got 20-mile-per-hour gust of wind in this game, possible snow, running game versus passing game. The problem that I see in this one is that we all know that New England is the hottest team in the NFL. Everybody knows that. The entire world is going to be all over New England here, catching those points Um so in a contrarian sense, I think I'm going to get ugly the other way. Like we, I've been getting ugly all uh, all podcasts. And the other way, I'm going to get ugly and discussing the other way with Buffalo taking the favor here. Uh, you know, they're just I like to zig when everybody else is zagging. That's kind of that's kind of what I like to do. Contrarian mindset. It works out in the NFL because things are so unexpected in the NFL, and that's how you win. So despite everything. You know, pointing me towards New England in a normal sense. I'm going to be on Buffalo here and be opposite of the rest of the rest of the sharps, the rest of the public. Literally, everybody's on New England. So, what do you got? I just hope you're right. I don't have anything in this game. This game is <laughs> let me pull it up by the. Uh, I just hope you're right. So, hope you're right. Uh, the power rankings are with you. They got Buffalo, so you know, as one of the one of the closer deltas too. So. I think it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip game, and uh, I hope the Buffalo wins. I hope they win. Fuck the Patriots. Let's go, Buffalo. All right, boys <laughs> and girls, that was all those wins coming to the air tonight, baby. All right, boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for. Time for those free, I said free picks of the week, baby. Oh, usually, usually you throw it to me. <laughs> usually you throw it to me. So I guess it, I guess it's on me here. I'm going first. Sure. Oh, okay. Let's just, you know what? Leave all this in. Let's just roll with it. Fuck it. So Detroit, <laughs> this is, you know what? I've been talking about it all podcasts. It's, I said it was ugly and disgusting week and let's get paid off. On the ugly and the disgusting. So I built a disgusting, ugly money line parlay for you guys. Detroit, Philadelphia, they're the favorites, but it gets uglier. Washington, those skins of red. Pittsburgh hit the sounder and finish it off with the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. Once again, we're gonna, you're gonna find out right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, within the first quarter, you'll probably know on, on Sunday. Detroit against Minnesota, Philly. Washington, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. This five-team money line parlay pays forty-one to one, baby. Forty-one to one. Well, if there's ever one to hit. It's this one. Let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. All right, this week, boys and girls. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the NFL takes a little bit of a backseat for me this week because it is college football conference championship week, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh man. 
one of my favorite weeks of the fucking year. And one of my favorite picks of the year. We're going to give it out right now. It's Western Kentucky. We gave this game out already at minus two and a half versus UTSA. They're already up to three and a half. It's going to keep growing, so you better fucking grab it now because my boy, Bailey, motherfucking Zappy, is coming to town, and he is leaving no barn left on fucking burn. This kid is having one of the greatest college football seasons we have ever fucking seen. He is averaging almost four and a half touchdown passes per goddamn game. And he's going to continue it this week. Now, I know these two teams did play earlier this year. And UTSA did win. 52 to like 46 or 48, something like that. Uh, Mm. But in that game, 52 to 46 was the score. In that game, my boy Bailey Zappi threw for 523 yards and five goddamn touchdowns. And UTSA's passing defense, their running defense is very good. Their passing defense has not gotten any fucking better and what's gotten worse from them is their quarterback uh harris has kind of went into the tank he threw six touchdowns that game has been his best game all season he has not been playing well the last couple of weeks that's why they've lost the game they actually got boat raced by uh i think it was north texas last week either way this is hilltoppers this team is a team of destiny this year they started off one and four they have won every game since then they are the hottest fucking team in the country, Bailey Zappi is the hottest quarterback in the country. If he can throw for another eight touchdowns, he will pass. And he's got this game and one more in a bowl game. He will pass uh, Joe Burrow for the most touchdowns ever thrown in a college football season. He's already going to eclipse Colt Brennan's record pretty handily uh, for the most uh, in the non-power five in a football season. This kid is unfucking believable. They're going to put up another. 40, 50 points this game. They haven't scored less than 40 points, and I couldn't even fucking tell you when. These, This is the best offense. You'll see. It's going to be such a fun game. Tune in, watch it. Watch your money just fucking grow. Hilltoppers, baby. Bailey motherfucking Zappy. Learn to love that kid's name. Z- zippy, Zappy, Slippy, Slap. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Panel next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and most of us, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a book again. Steve Tyler, take us out, baby!